What up, bitches? Well, I'm obviously on the wrong call. I don't know who you calling a bitch. Oh, I, I know exactly who I'm calling a bitch, bitch. Bitch. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what? I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally imagine that. <laughs> I'm no sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah, I can totally. See? I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm? it's, uh, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> How do you measure success? Hey, everyone. You are listening to Superhero Speak, and I am your host, Dave. And I'm obstinate. I but I'm also follow, John. I can't follow that up. I'm JD. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, okay, so, so before we start, boys and girls, we know, we know we promised our fans that this week we would give you a review of Marvel's Civil War. Is we the did a cat chiming in on this. <laughs> yes, the cat is highly upset. We gave you a we gave you a poll on Twitter. Uh, we gave you four great stories to choose from. Civil War was the overwhelming winner, and we had lots of great feedback on it. And one of our hosts, who will remain nameless, <laughs> it's me, did not <laughs> read the book in time. Uh, but we promise, we promise next week. But the DC gods came down and said, here's a crap load of stuff to talk about anyway. So actually, it wasn't me. I read the damn book. No, no. Dave, <laughs> Dave, actually, we can we can ask this question on Twitter. This actually brings up a point, right? Like, it, it was me, guys. It's all me. Right? But um, the, my reasoning was that, yeah, I could I could get the digital copy of all the Civil War stuff um, on Comixology or whatever. But for something like this. I wanted the actual, you know, either hardcover or paperback, or I wanted I wanted the actual physical object because I want to add to my collection. And so, like, this is, you know, what do you guys think? Like, is is do you not care whether you have the physical copies of like you know classic or very popular stuff like that, or or you know, are you like me where it's like, well, yeah, I mean the 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 basic stuff, the the weekly comics or whatever, fine. But you know the the really good ones that you want, like Watchmen or whatever, you want the actual collectible that you can put up on your bookshelf. Yeah, we, actually, we'll do that. We'll we'll do a Twitter poll on that. Um, because like for this one, uh, I have the seven original issues as they came out. I have the director's cut. There's a the whole story behind that. I have the I do have a bound and. Uh, um, I actually realized I also have it on Comixology, so. <laughs> but I. When you say director's cut, you mean the movie? No, no, no. There's a director's cut uh, of the comic. Special oh. edition comic release trade. Yeah. So, okay. um, 
because I know there was a hardback that I was looking at, but it was I bought, $250. I bought, yeah, but that's because, and I don't want to get into it, and I, I really want you to read just the seven issue miniseries because I think I know why JD doesn't like it, and that'll probably be the crux of the conversation next week, so. I can't wait. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you're anticipating me. I'm glad we've been on the show. I've been on the show long enough now where you like know my ticks and voibles. Oh, I'm oh excited. but I, I'm going to tell you, JD, I have insight from the writer himself on some of the issues I know you have with the book. So, oh, I've read Mark. I've read Mark Miller's stuff. I know what he has to say. I'm very, very uh, excited to uh, go to war. Well, okay. <laughs> Is this going to be a civil one? Nice. Nothing, ain't nothing civil about war. Have you, have you listened, dude? I don't listen. That's, to, ex, that's I, excellent. Even I know better. We're not civil. Since when have we been civil? Jeez. So, I, was, I was quoting Axel Rose. Come on, brother. So, so, so uh, John, besides oh, not, okay. besides <laughs> not reading comics, how was your week? Oh, busy. Oh, like, like you were supposed to remain nameless. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't care. But no, I, 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 you know, besides the fact that all the mail is freaking screwed up. Because of, well, we all know why. Um, there's, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for my physical copy to come and I, at the same time, things happened at work and I had to work all weekend. So, you know, I'm like on my ninth day straight of work at this point and I'm, you know, kind of tired. Oh, I actually have a question about your work. Hmm. I don't know if you know the answer to this or not. What's, mm-hmm. but I know that they're related. It's related to Comcast. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what the deal is with G4 coming back? Pretty cool. Oh, uh, even if I did know that, I would not be allowed to say anything. Oh, you bastard. What did G4 become? Was it, is it the Paramount Network? Is no, that what it, it turned was, into? It, it turned into Esquire, and then Esquire. Esquire. Just, yeah, and then Esquire just died. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So you've been busy. Yeah. How about, how about you, JD? Anything fun this I'm, week? I've been running this Kickstarter campaign. We are. As we record this Monday evening, we are over 300% funded. Wow. So I've made triple what I was asking for. So it's going pretty good. Um, Hit a little bit of a plateau a little bit early, but we had such dynamite support out of the gate. So I'm trying to, trying to do some more comic, um, not comic, I'm trying to do some more podcast appearances. Uh, I did, I've done 10. I'm not even sure what's out and what isn't at this point. I talked so much last week. I didn't, by the time I did my 10th, I didn't even know what I was talking about anymore. I was just talking to my dog. And expecting responses, but I am recording one tomorrow for a podcast. I love this, by the way, guys. Listen to the title. The Paranormal Burrito Podcast. <laughs> okay, you think you think the names of some of my anime are weird. Oh, I know, no, bro. When I when they started following me, I'm like, I have I have to look this up. And I read this and I'm like, oh my god, this is perfect. So I, I DM'd the uh, the girl who runs it. I'll, I'll go into more detail. We're rec- my my brother Matt and I are recording it tomorrow night. So I'm super fired up about it. You have to come with a ghost story, is what they said. And I, I'm like, oh, do I have one for you? So hmm. be on the lookout for that. And that's another thing. I haven't talked to Joey. When is when are you going to be on so, Spot Wizard? So I did an interview with Adam, actually, and I th- uh, which surprised me. And um, I'm not sure. He said it would come out this week, but it was it was a bit surprising to me. I was expecting to be on with like Joey and Markellis and them. But uh, that didn't that didn't happen. No, but it was cool. We had so, a, we had a really cool talk. So were you on camera? I didn't wire up the right can- the right computer, so I was just my audio. If I if they had said that, I would have had the right computer. Oh, okay. Because usually no. those those interviews go up on their YouTube. Um... Yeah, that's what he that's what he said. So it'll be that's cool. That's different. I like it. It's something different. I, like I said, I, I wish I had was a little more prepared for it. But 
I, we had a great conversation. I'm not sure what data drops this week, but I will spam it. Yes. Oh, and I have another cool announcement to make. The name of the second victim in the Harvest Moon novel is oh, John. Two. Well, there's several. John O'Grady. <laughs> He's doing it for free. He just hates me that much. <laughs> no, I, I got. I woke up and I saw that someone like, oh, there's a big jump. And I looked and someone actually spent the money to become a victim of the werewolf. And I said, what chump sucker <laughs> for this gimmick? And I look and I'm like, holy shit, it's John. It's so like chump, you know. So I just. I texted John and I thanked him up and down. And now I have to change the description in the book. But I mean, like, I wondered if this would work. Turns out it did. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No, that's okay. Just, you know, go go to town on me, man. Kill kill me hard. Oh, I'll, you're going to be hard. You're also a psychiatrist now. But you're going to be killed hard. So Ooh, that's going to be cool. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> so if so, you would like to be murdered by a werewolf, please visit the Harvest Moon <laughs> Kickstarter page. And you, too, because why not make more? You, too, can be eaten by a werewolf. <laughs> Oh my Fictionally. That, this is brilliant, man. This is awesome. I can't wait. I'm the, so excited you did it. I mean, this is like the gimmickiest idea I've ever had. And, and the fact that you jumped on it, it made me, it validated me as a man <laughs> and as a creator. Like, I was so proud. And, and what, those of us just, that know John well find it very hilarious that he's a psychiatrist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, you know that I also like, I support a lot of Kickstarter, Kickstarters. And, and one of the ones I supported was Hope by... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Dirk Manning and oh god, what's her name? Um, uh, it'll come. Hmm? Kaylin. Yeah, K- Kaylin Smith. Yes. And that's right. And and what the Kickstarter that I picked for them was she she actually and I have it. I I should show it to you. I she drew me as a villain. I got a, a big villain portrait. I, I just bought the hardback copy. I didn't, you know, decide to be I, a villain. I, <laughs> Well, I mean, honest, honestly, my my problem is like, not problem, but like after after four years, all my finances have been pretty much taken care of now, and in three more months, I've got my last payment to my ex for for spouse support, and uh, I've got all this extra money lying around all of a sudden, and I don't know what to do with it. I mean, that's, that's fine. If you're gonna keep if you're gonna keep doing this, I will kill you in every book I write. <laughs> Well, and no, but that, that's the thing. Like, there are so many artists out there that are hurting right now. Hint, hint, everybody. And they need, they, I mean, they, all the conventions have been canceled. They can't sell prints. They can't, they can't shill their books. They can't do all anything. So, you know, the, the online, um, get togethers, the, the online auctions and everything that like, uh, uh, Source Point Press is doing and all that. It, it's a stopgap, but it's not filling in what they were normally used to taking in and they're going to lose this income for an entire year. So I'm, I'm basically, you know, going in on Kickstarters and buying original prints from artists and authors that I really like that I want to support. I want to see still, you know, stay around. God bless you, sir. So I feel like, feel like tiny Tim. If you, you are not the, you are by far not the most I've spent on, on one person. (laughs) So, so if if John keeps you can up can upgrade if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> this is true. If John keeps buying uh, to be killed in your books, does that make him a professional victim? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> no, Dave. I'm no, already... sir. No, it doesn't. <laughs> the wonderful human being. Oh, oh, is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. <sighs> our 
are you? How was your week, Dave? Oh, mm. how am I? Well, you know what? Um, all right. I mean, uneventful. Uh, I mean, I spent all day Saturday glued to my computer. Um, and we'll be talking about all that very shortly. And, uh, I actually, it's funny. I made a decision to like push myself today in the gym and, and I upped the weights on everything and did a couple extra machines. And I know I'm going to regret it tomorrow. <laughs> That's usually what happens. <sighs> I threw my back out 10 days ago lifting, and I've been hurting ever since. And I feel good tonight, so I have to re-get off this podcast. I'm going to go in the basement and start hitting the gym again. You know, at least you young ones heal. I'm still dealing with a leg injury after four years, and yeah, I'll never be able to run normally again, but I'm, I'm still getting up to two miles, you know, a couple of times a week. I'm I just have to let it heal for a it, it, it just, I, you know, I'll never be able to do what you guys do. Young ones, I'm only four years younger than you. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's a world of difference, dude. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm, you know, that's about it. I mean... I think with everyone, you know, we're not doing much. It's, it's work and gym and podcasting. So uh, yeah, yeah, the world sucks and you know how much the world sucks. Uh, we're going to go look at some social media madness. Uh, God damn. That, yeah. That's, I, John, this is your punishment for not reading the comic. Uh, fine. so we had spoke about, uh, of course, uh, James Wan is going to be doing a night rider. A movie, and we had we had talked about who could possibly pay Michael Knight. Um, according to uh, JD, it should be Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Sancha Bauman said, "Not sure about Michael, or maybe it shouldn't be Michael at all. Not a reboot, but a continuation?" Question mark. It should be a nice nod if David Hasselhoff was playing a mentor character, sort of Devin Miles. Didn't we talk about that on the show? Yes, we did. Not um, a listener. Hmm. Uh, Coffee Talk with <clears throat> JC Podcast said, I like the reboot more, to be honest. Um, and then Sancha replied, maybe Will Arnett could manage, could manage to be the voice of Kit. This time, big fan of the guy and was sad he was replaced in the 2008 TV show. Val Kilmer did a great job, too, but... Will would have been better, at least in my mind. Was there a 2008 Night Raider show that I just didn't know about? Eh, yeah, it was a short-lived reboot. The, oh. the car was a Mustang. Yeah. Oh, I, it was, I was unaware of this. It was heavily funded by Ford. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, the voice of Kit. I think that was William Daniels, wasn't it? Yeah. Like he's it's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Yes, yes, he is. I believe so. He's 93 years old, but he's still alive. I mean, is he 93? Yeah. Yes. I buy that. Okay. Wow. And besides, yeah. do you want Batman to be the voice of Kit? No. Don't forget, Will Arnett is Lego Batman. Oh, um, he is Lego Batman. That's true. And then Jim said Michelle Knight with a picture of, I don't know who this is. I, oh, she's from Star Wars. She was from, uh, yeah, Solo? she's from Star Wars. Was no, no, no. She was... Uh, the the girl that met Finn at the end of uh, the last Star Wars movie, the uh, Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. Okay, okay. I thought for some reason I kept thinking that was she was in uh, one of the people from uh, Solo. Okay, I thought so too. Oh, yeah. It took it took me five minutes to figure out who she was until I clicked on it and I saw the helmet and I'm like, oh. Well, she's got the last name, so 
She has the right. She has the right name, actually. A female mm. Michael Knight would be Michelle Knight. I wonder if her parents were were Knight Rider fans. Probably. Um. <laughs> the uh, so moving on, we talked about Avatar and the creators of the cartoon walking away from the live action uh, TV show. Uh, Randy Random Savage said, "Yep, they have a vision. It's gold. Unless they ask for a blood sacrifice, give them what they want." <laughs> so, do you think we should even give them if they want blood sacrifice? Mm, I don't know. You're the Avatar fan, John. I mean, come on. Nah. <laughs> nah. And then, uh, friend. Of- I, 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 yeah, I, I don't. It's give them whatever they want, but, but if it's at this point, I am going to be soured on what on Netflix whether or not they come back because we already know that there's a problem with Netflix and how they're handling it. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's 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 creative differences. Oh, we think it'll look better visually this way and. You right, know. but you're talking to the yeah. I, it always amazes me. Some creator creates something so awesome that a fan base grows way out of control for it, and everybody's clamoring for it. Then some place licenses it, says, "Oh, we're going to we're going to do this with it." And when they and and w- when they bring the original creators in, they treat them like dirt, kick them out, and then go ahead and just basically you know use it as a money making thing. They they can't they never. They never do the right thing. Like if they want to grow the fan base even more, they would do the right thing and let the creators create even more, mm-hmm. right? They would let the original, they would let the original creators of this go to town on it. And if they did, um, they'd have a definite money maker, and they could probably use that to make more money on on sequels and stuff. But no, no, they they, they shoot themselves in the foot because some exec probably wants his kid. His kid is telling him that wouldn't it be cool if like Ang fought. Superman. I don't know. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's it's stupid. Uh, and Adam Walenta, um, creator of uh, Punk Taco, said, yes, this is bad. So, all right. And then finally, <sighs> we sorry. talked about Tron 3, and it was going to be directed by Garth Davis um, and uh, starring Jarrett Leto. <laughs> and we were all like, we when we were watching talking about we're like who's garth davis i don't know you know we did something called lion well marky mark markellis reagans from uh so wizard who is a huge movie buff chimed in he said garth davis academy award nominated flick lion almost had me sh- sobbing like a broken-hearted teenager by the end of it it's a great emotional drama that wally hawk also gave a five out of five it's on 2b right now no idea how that will translate to Tron, but I'm down for it. So huh. I have Tubi. Maybe I should check that out. You have Tubi? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, free channel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why not? Is Tubi free? Yeah, it's on Roku. Okay. Probably Apple TV, I assume too. Oh um, yeah, um, I'm gonna Comcast get... has it. Comcast has it too. You you it, when you when you do a vocal search it'll it'll automatically access to be and, and bring stuff up from that too that's how you get most of the mystery science theater 3000 yeah. um episodes oh wait a they minute. got a lot of uh got a good stuff on Tubi actually i'm getting to be confused mm. with the what was apple's like clip show one. Oh, that's quibi quibi to be quibi oh yeah no see you can see how i got it thank you confusion confusion in the marketplace i'm not crazy yeah. i'm not crazy thanks guys sure did 
All right, all right. right. So let's move to a little bit of social media madness that might have you guys more excited. I don't know. Um, So we did a Twitter poll. We asked uh, the fans, what sneak peek preview from DC Fandom got you the most excited? And, uh, of course, it was Wonder Woman, 84, the Snyder Cut, and Suicide Squad, and the Batman. And uh, coming in at last place at 12% was the Suicide Squad. That kind of surprised me. Yeah, me um, too. Wonder Woman 84 came in third place at 13%. The Snyder Cut at 27%. An overwhelming 49% to the Batman. Okay, I can see that. I'm, I'm surprised at Wonder Woman. Uh, D-Square said the Batman for sure. My only complaint is Bruce Wayne's hair looks weird. Looks like a, he is trying to grow it out like the Winter Soldier. That's a nitpick, admittedly. Well, he looks he looks totally emo in this. Yeah, we're, we'll get to that, too. Um, I said hi, <laughs> said I won, which I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, to the, which the Gorilla Brain podcast replied, I think you're confused. A gift from uh, Twilight. And... <laughs> The Infectious Groove podcast said the use of the Nirvana song in the Batman trailer sold me. So did work. Mm, yeah. And then um, actually, before I did the poll, I kind of just put a question out in general. You know, what what announcements got you most excited from the event? And uh, Volsker said Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League and Gotham Knights. The Batman looks horrible with him. Sad when the worst part of the trailer is the main character, and the Snyder Ooh. Cut looks cool, but awful trailer. Uh, <laughs> I, dis- I disagree with both those statements. <laughs> uh, Pop Prism Power Podcast, I agree when we when he spoke, I laughed. I can't take this Batman seriously. Timothy Jones, creator of Sour Grapes, gotta get that in there, uh, said, just watch the trailer. It looks cool. I'm not sure what people are complaining about. Let's give this a chance. The only thing I haven't liked so far was the bat suit, especially the cow. Just watched, just because he was a vampire before doesn't mean he's going to suck. Now that is a Tim Jones joke right there. Yes, yes, and and I, I guess he's just talking about the Batman. That I, I guess that's what he was most excited about. That's not the question, Tim. Gorilla Brain Podcast said, Pattison, I am on Team Bruce this go-round, boys. Which, which Pop Prism replied, boo. Uh, Hmm. Geek to Me Radio <laughs> said the uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, D Square, that guy, that sounds familiar. Uh, I'm excited for the Batman. It looks good. Snyder Cut looks silly. However, I do like seeing Darkseid and the Black Superman suit. And then I said, "Silly, you're silly." Uh, to which he replied, "I sleep on a, I'm a, I sleep on a 35 year old Voltron pillow." Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> And then so well, Wizard, he, he wins that one. <laughs> so Wizard Podcast said, can't give that away for free, but you can hear us and special guest Icon the Rayman talk about the next episode of So Wizard Podcast. <sighs> to which I was like, come on, you can say it. And oh. you gotta respect the hustle. Yes, I know. I agree. Uh, he said, actual milestone comics news. So. That was cool. Yes, and uh, Ucho Dure Parle Hour podcast said, The Batman, Gotham Knights, and Milestones Return. So, yeah, I mean, this was this was a cool event. Um, it really was. For a bunch of Zoom meetings, they tricked everybody. Yeah, I, I, I agree. 
So before we get into all that news, I am sure you are out there wondering, how can we be part of social media madness? Well, here's our good friend D-Square, who sleeps on a Voltron pillow, to tell you more. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network includes great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. <laughs> Thank you for that, Don. Don't forget to check out the House of D podcast wherever you can find podcasts. And uh, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. And we're back. All right. Um, so I've got the Voltron thong song stuck in my head. I know. Form, arms, and feet. I've had salt and peppers uh, push it stuck in my head all day. Ooh. Because I'm in the gym and I'm like, I really want to push it. And then it got stuck in my head right from that. Uh, before we get into DC fandom, uh, we will talk about uh, a piece of news that we missed last week, which is surprising because we've talked about this a lot on the show. And then we can just completely forgot to mention this. Um, New York Comic Con, for those who haven't heard yet, which if you haven't, you're probably on a rock. Uh, has officially been canceled for 2020. Uh, who's surprised? Anyone? No. Anyone? Yeah, yeah, no. Bueller. I mean, Bueller. if you want, if you want to give COVID to literally everybody on this continent so, and several others, sure. Um, <laughs> it will be replaced by another virtual event. They're calling, uh, New York Comic Con Meta. The name. And, yeah. uh, uh, all I can tell you is that I know is we all got an email from them and it kind of sounds like they might be doing stuff for press but there's nothing uh solid at this point um i will say that since this announcement i have started getting press release emails again from some of the companies that i haven't gotten in a while so something's ramping up so we'll see what happens um it might be interesting it might not and uh oh and the other piece of news we forgot guys the something we talk about the streaming wars all the time. Uh, real quick, I wanted to get your input on this. So, the DC app. All the shows are now been moved over to HBO Max, obviously with the exception of Stargirl, which is going to be on the CW continuing. Um, you mean the DC Universe app, right? Yeah, the DC Universe yeah. app. All those shows have been moved to HBO Max now, officially. It was, it was only a matter of time. We've been talking about this for months. 
Yeah. Yeah, so they say they're saying now that it'll just be the curated comic book stuff and the community boards and all will remain, but they still oh, charging six they still charging six bucks a month for that? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say there's no way that's how gonna much fly. Is, how much is Comixology Unlimited? Like seven bucks a month. Yeah, so but it, I mean yep. but Comixology stuff. Yeah, I was about to say, this is just the curated D C stuff, so right, the cu- curated is a nice term for the stuff we picked. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it means, right? Right. And it's like, oh, we curated this list for you. Like, we gatekept it and made sure we put out this list of, you know, average stuff that you probably have already read. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a shame, but it's the first official victim of the streaming wars. No surprise. So, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this and we'll, and we'll keep reporting back to the front for you guys. I'm surprised it wasn't Quibi. <laughs> no, that's next. Um, and then new news, moving on to new news, um, before DC fandom launched the news that came out that shocked the internet, apparently, um, Ben Affleck is not done as Batman. He has been confirmed to be reprising the role of the Cape Crusader in the upcoming Flash movie alongside (laughs) Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, anyone shocked, surprised, or excited by this? I was, I must say shocked, but it did, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah? I mean, yeah, it's, I'm, well, when I, mean, I like, told I you, you said multiverse, baby. Yeah, multi, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it is, that's how you, that's how it works. You have a multiverse. Like, I mean, like, I can't pretend to be super excited because I didn't love his portrayal, but I also didn't love the material, so I'm also, I'm always willing to give someone another shot with a different, I think Andy Machete's a better director than Zack Snyder, so... I'm on board. Is he the I'm, writer too? I don't know who's writing it. Um, I know he's directing it. Okay. Uh, I, I liked his adaptation of the It movies, so I'm, I'm on board. Um, I don't know. Like I said, this is, I don't think he'll play as big a role as Michael Keaton, but like in, I don't know, a, a supporting role, extended cameo, I don't know what you want to call it. I'm, I can get Michael, Michael Keaton is rising again. And Did he ever fall? Like he won an Oscar six years ago. I mean, he like, kind of disappeared for a while though, and then he hit Birdman, and like everything started rolling uphill again. For that's him. true. That's true. Last six years, he's been he's been working again. And he's insanely talented, and everybody loves him. That's yeah. even better. I can't tell you how excited I was to see the Flashpoint art, the concept, the concept art. Mm. That looked great. The uh, the I thought it was interesting the costume because it was like looked like his. Yes, I was just say, like, so you just kind of went, hey, you know what? The fans don't like this armor concept. Let's just make it look like the com- uh, comic books. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the armor flash is dumb. Why does Flash need armor? But I mean, like, yeah, we'll get into that when we talk about the dome. Yeah. Yes, because I somebody had pointed out before that, um, oh, well, you know, what about bugs and stuff when he's going real fast? And it's like. No, he moves his molecules so fast that things go through him. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it'll be interesting. What do you think, John? I think, I'm sorry, John. I, I was gonna say before I forget that like, I kind of feel like somebody at Warner Brothers in DC was like, you know, we're not, it's not working competing with, trying to compete with Marvel. Like things are falling apart. So let's beat them to the punch with a multiverse. Uh, but that's, that's still trying to compete because we're getting multiverse of madness Yeah, but and these, they've spent 15 years building up to it. Yeah. But it's different though, because like, 
DC, here's what makes, here's what makes it one multiverse is part of DC's, uh, DNA. This is what they do, right? Marvel's really good. And we talked about this when we, when we talked last week about the new frontier, like Marvel's really good at the long form continuity heavy, you know, um, long form story. We'll just say DC's really great at having these big concepts and having them interpreted many ways. And they've done it so many ways before. Like, they've basically had a multiverse established since, oh, 1941. Mm, right. So, why not? And why I th- not pull? And I honestly think that's um, the whole idea here is, like, now we don't have to worry about scheduling and making stuff work together and fitting it together. Like, everyone can just make their movies. Right. And then we can say we, they're all connected because of the multiverse. So... Right. It's it's DC. I mean, that's what they're good at. Like the D, DC's best stuff was well, the immediate post crisis. But like what they're known for is their pre crisis stuff like Earth 2, man. That's what they're that's their best work. So well, just steer into it. Well, I'll, I'll I'll take really good standalone movies over the crap they were trying. I'll tell you that. Yes, especially if Zack Snyder is not a you know part of it. Um, no more sky beams. No more, no more, you know, amorphous dust clouds is the bad guy. No more, um, taking the, the, the concepts and the, you know, the actual characters and changing them so radically that they don't even rec, can't even recognize them. Um, just, just good stories with the, you know, the stuff that we're used to. Um, I, I, I'll take that over, you know, them trying to compete with Marvel. I'm just predisposed towards liking really long, really complex story arcs. But well, we you know, all are. I like we all, DC, so. Yeah, we all love them. I mean, that's what mm. works best. But it, what they're doing isn't working. So yeah. got to try something else. Well, it's not working except that we're supposed to get the Schneider cut. And uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we got it. So. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So. So. OK. So we've been keep alluding to the, the DC fandom, of course. Uh, so I'm kind of curious what your guys thoughts are in just in general, not about anything specific that was announced, but the format and how it was put together and you know, the whole thing. Did you guys sit and watch the whole presentation from beginning to end? I, I was, I was working, but I've, I've got the gist of it. I mean, I, I spend all day kept trying to catch up and catching you know all of the panels and stuff. So no, I did not watch the entire thing, but, uh, I was checking in and out, you know, I paid attention. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I can't say that I just sat there for the whole thing. Uh, I kind of like, I get it. It's, it's, uh, they tried to do their best to do something different and unique, but I mean, num- try. number one, they promised 24 hours and <laughs> it really was only an eight hour program. They just repeat it three times. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not 24 hours. Um, uh, and then what was the other thing? Like they said, Oh, they promised it to be interactive. However, let's be honest. Everything was pre-taped mm-hmm. and the they inter- had super fans on, but that was, I guess that was the, interactive yeah, that, part that was all pre-taped. I have no idea. Like that was one of the things that bugged me. How did those people get picked to ask questions? And then, oh, well, well, one of them, one of them after the, when they were talking about the Snyder cut, um, one of them was they well they were all super fans of Zack Snyder. Oh no no, so. but, but I'm talking about in every panel there there were questions that had been submitted from all around the world. And oh, where did they, when when did they take those questions? Exactly, in? and uh, yeah. like the only real interactive part while it was going on is if you hashtagged DC fandom 
what in on Twitter or Instagram, they would it would show up in the scroll on the side as you were watching, and it was just like, okay, like that, that's nice, but that's not really interactive. Um, no, so it's impossible. It would be impossible for them to do something interactive, like truly interactive. They would be bombarded with a bazillion different questions, and like, well, and that's the whole thing too, because now they're talking about the the online New York Comic Con being interactive. So how is that, you know? Unless they give you a way to submit questions beforehand, you know. Yeah, I think I think maybe in the future it could be maybe they had they planned on it being more interactive, but had to kind of figure it out as they went along and just kind of played it safe. I think it could be interactive. Yeah, you know, more interactive in the future. I mean, it was interesting too because like they created this virtual stage that they call the Hall of Heroes, and it rotated and stuff, and they created you know they created this big 3D model for it and. Obviously, they just had people film on green screen and they inserted them in. And I like, I appreciate that effort, um, you know, but it was also like, eh, you know. I mean, I guess it's better than everything just looking like a regular Zoom call. There was some production value to it. So, but all mm-hmm. that being said, I think the content and everything they announced made up for any shortcomings. So, so let's get to some of those announcements, guys. Um, starting with the really only kind of comic announcement that came out of it. Um, but the, uh, milestone, uh, imprint is returning. So. Well timed. Like, it's a good time to do it. I like, I like the publishing initiative behind it. Um, Jim Lee was talking and I, I was, I didn't, I, I won't use their argue. I was debating with our good friend D squared about, um, what DC has been talking about how they're reformatting business wise. And they're going to put more of a, they're going to put more of an, um, what's the looking for? More of a focus on digital. They're going to try things on digital as opposed to putting things in the shops. And, you know, Don and I were were arguing about whether or not the shops create a barrier. The shops do create a barrier because you don't know, you can't get comics until you go into a shop and a lot of places don't have a shop. You know, like there's a lot of things that, that are barriers doing this, like something like milestone where you don't, where you're cheap, Right. Mm-hmm. You don't have to print thousands of books. You can see if it works. And then if it does, if it sells good online, we'll print some issues and everybody makes more money. Well, I've talked about but, we talked about we that concept, too. Like if it's doing well, give them an option to print on demand if yeah. they really want it. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a million things you can do. And I like that DC. DC is actually thinking about how to move the business into the future, whereas Marvel just announced Eternals with 37 variants. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, so, no, would you tell me? They did this last week. I'm not even over-exaggerating. Yeah. That's the truth. Like, you tell me which, which company is looking out for consumer and which is, like, trying to be progressively think, progressive thinking as far as business goes. Like, there's a reason why the age of the average comic book fan keeps getting older and older. So we have the same ones. Like, I just – I like what I hear. And I think this is a great example of it. And, and Milestone are cool characters. And in this in this client, I think they could be well utilized. So I'm, I'm on board. Huh. I mean – John, you should be excited by this, right? I I am. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's an, one of your favorite characters is part of Milestone. Which which Static Shock? Static Shock. Oh 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 God! Yes 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 yes. <laughs> You're right. God, sorry, I completely brain for that. Like I said, I've been working for nine days straight. Um, Flagship yes. character. <laughs> well, yes. it'd be well, yeah. I mean, they and they seem to have like really committed to Black Lightning, but. And Static Shock's too similar for them to really do much with it, unless 
they used him for a movie, which would be kind of awesome. Well, that's what's cool. It's like if this comic works, it gets big. Like Green Lantern, Green Lantern wasn't, you know, a, a big seller. Well, Jeff Johns took it over and then it spurred a movie on. So maybe this can happen, too. Right. You know, get people yeah. excited about Static again. I'm, I'm I'm excited. You know, I think it's great. And, you know, multiverse. Multiverse, absolutely. And I think that's good, too, because I, I hope it doesn't. I hope the Dakotaverse, which is what it was originally called, doesn't ne- isn't necessarily like rushed in with DC. Because I think that if, if Icon exists in a world with Superman... You know, Icon's just another Superman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm good with this. I like it. I'm a big fan. All right. Well, I am definitely going to uh, check it out when they come out, uh, especially the Static Shock books. I want to see what they do with them. Um, oh, those are like one of the few that I will like actually get like in physical copies because I always the, the writing for Static Shock was always really good and the storyline's awesome. They will not. They are not. They might not be making physical copies. I will. Print them? I don't know. <laughs> Get them bound myself? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think, I do honestly think if it's popular enough, they'll at least do um, collected editions and put them in bookstores. So, Which is a good mm. idea. Yeah. Great. Well, they, they did say, well, like, it's been a, a, a rumor for a while now that they, they're moving only to graphic novels, right? So. That's where the money is. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, I know that neither of you are big gamers, but they announced two new video games uh, out of this convention, uh, or whatever you want to call it, online event. Um, the first is Gotham Knights, and uh, that's coming from Warner Brothers Montreal. And so it's funny, because there's been rumors for a long time about Rocksteady and Warner Brothers Montreal were both working on new games in the DC vein, but no one knew what they were. There's been rumors there was a Superman game, another Arkham Knight game, blah, blah, blah. So um, I think both of these actually take place in that universe, the Garth, the Gotham, I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, Arkham Knight uh, series. But Gotham Knights is what would happen after Batman dies. So I thought that was kind of cool. So, of course, you get to play as either Red Hood, Batwoman, Robin or Nightwing. Um, mm-hmm. And it looked pretty good. Did I say I said Batwoman? I meant Batgirl. Sorry. Oh, okay. Dick. There was there was one cut part of the cutscenes that looked like it was a different Batgirl, or maybe they were just like as the game progresses, their costumes change or something like that. Well, that's my question: is which which Batgirl is this? Because there have been different Batgirls um, in the comics, and in the Arkham games, uh, she has been injured by joker and is oracle so in the wheelchair so i don't know what what iteration of of batgirl this is if it's barbara gordon or or what so multiverse yeah yeah exactly um and then of course the other game again it's supposedly in the same world as the uh arkham asylum games is suicide squad another Four characters you get to play as Boomerang, uh, oh shoot, uh, uh King, te- Boomerang, King, King Shark, Shark, Deadshot, uh, and Harley Quinn. Yeah. And, uh, teleporting, um, teleporting Boomerang. Yes, yes. Um, Bo- and so. of course your mission is to kill the, su- uh, Justice League, 
Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they've gone evil. Superman has been mind possessed. I think Brainiac is actually the villain in it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, because there's there's a big Brainiac ship that's destroying the city as uh as they're sitting there in Metropolis. Um. Yeah. That one looks like it might be fun. Fun. <laughs> well, I mean, fun until you hit Superman. I mean, like, I know I know it's a game and they have to nerf Superman somehow to make it fun. Otherwise, he would just like. They'd be dead the second he he laid eyes on them, but right, like that's the whole thing. In the in the preview, they show you uh, evil Superman, more or less, show up, kill someone with his heat vision, and then look at them, and it's like, like they should be dead. Right, they should there. be dead. Exactly, they'd be dead right there. Like, how do they get out of that? So, yeah, this will be interesting to see. Um, I definitely will be checking them out. Uh, my son seemed more interested in Gotham Knights, uh, especially because of the Court of Owls stuff. So. We'll see. Oh yeah, they they had that in the okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Now, I know you guys aren't gamers, so I won't ask your opinions too much. Um, we're gonna move on to the movie, which I still don't believe is ever gonna be made. <laughs> um, we had The Rock talk to us about Black Adam. We got to see a preview, which is basically was concept art that uh, was drawn by Stanley, not Stanley. I'm sorry, Jim Lee. <laughs> Ooh. I was gonna say that's that's impressive on a lot of levels. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, they're gonna have an odd version of the Justice Society in this movie. Uh, yeah, I can't even remember what characters it was. Hawkman, um, Doctor Midnight, Doctor Midnight, and Cyclone, and then uh, what's his face? Um, I missed this one, so I don't know. He was a, he was they used him in the Flash TV show already too. This character, and I can't think of his name. Um, but yeah, so it's like, all right, you, you, you talked a big game, but like, you didn't have anything to show, and, and uh, we don't even know if there's a script yet. So, do you guys think this movie's ever going to get made? <laughs> yes, because it's got the Rock attached to it, and the Rock produced the first Shazam movie. Yeah, it'd be being it'd be being shot right now if we weren't in you know, in where right. we are. Yeah, are and sure who, who does who doesn't want to see the Rock as Captain Adam. Or Black Adam. Black, Black, Adam. Black Adam. Sorry, Black Captain Adam. Adam. Yeah. Who, who doesn't want to see The Rock as just literally any superhero? Captain Adam. You know? Oh, my God. That's good. Well, they'd have to paint him silver, but they wouldn't need a bodysuit. Um, no, that's true. That's true. No, I think this is great casting. Rock is Black Adam. He seems really passionate about the property. He gets the Black Adam character listening to him talk about it. Yeah, it'd have been nice to see a little something, but... You know, you got the rock for twenty for a half hour. You use the rock for a half hour, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Biggest star in the world. Is he? Oh yes. You think so? No, that's that's like metrically speaking, rock is the biggest star in the world. <laughs> no, no, that's true. Like, I mean, like, I meant like I meant like business metrics. Oh, okay. I thought you meant by volume. <laughs> by volume, he's actually also the biggest star. But like, <laughs> no, by like you know uh, business metrics, like his movies move, like he's. He does big business. <laughs> the Rock is the biggest star by volume. <laughs> also true. Oh Episode God. title. Uh, I, I actually, it'd be I, I, we'd have to like do a, a, a test between him and John Cena. So. Oh, Rock's way bigger. I've seen oh, that yeah. match. Rock's way bigger than John yeah, Cena. Yeah, he's huge. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, and then um, did you guys see the? Moving on, did you guys see the? Shazam panel? It was weird. No, I did not see the Shazam panel, but I heard about it ex post facto, and it sounded weird. 
I didn't have a, like that was on my list and I didn't make it before we started recording tonight. So 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 first off, the actual panel itself was only like ten minutes long, seven ten oh. minutes. Um, and it starts out with John Krasinski, and like he's like, oh, I'm supposed to talk to you about Shazam, but I don't know how I'm supposed to fill this time by myself. So he brought in uh, some of the cast members, uh, from the the show, like the kids and a couple of the kids and um. One of the other adults from that, tur- for one of the kids turn into, and uh, and then they had Sinbad come on. No, no. So no, no. No. Halfway, well, no. I think I think I know why they did this. Is this a man? Were they making a Mandela effect? They were joke? making a Mandela effected joke, saying that you know everyone kept saying he was in the movie called Shazam when he was in Kazam. He was not a. He has never played. No, oh, no, that's right. That was the. That was uh. uh Shaq. Shaq was in Shaq, Shazam. Yeah. Right, but everyone's con. But there's all these people that were convinced he was in a movie called Shazam. Um, so they were making a joke, but then he kept saying like, "I'm ready for Shazam too." Since I, since people think I was in Shazam, I, I, I'm going to be in Shazam too, and like no one corrected him. So, I think he's going to be. In, I think he is. Right, because why would you do that? You know, just for a joke. Like it, it's it seems silly. Um, I have an idea too of what they do with them. And uh, and of course, the only real news that came out of this is that the title of uh, Shazam Two will be the Fury of the Gods. Uh, so, what's your idea for Sinbad? He's going to be the voice of Taki Tani. Ah, okay. Calling it. You're calling, calling it. Shot. Calling the shot. Sinbad is Taki Tawny in the Shazam sequel. All right. Uh, so, I mean, I know I definitely want to see Shazam 2. How about you, John? Say that again? What? I was reading, to... I was reading something about Shazam. I just, yes, I, 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 I zoned. God, I am tired. Are you excited to see Shazam 2? Yes, I am. The first one was good. Like I said, the standalones are, are, are working for DC. Even if they kind of tertiarily make it part of the, you know, a grander universe, it's it. The the first Shazam one was fun. I like to see a second. How about you, JD? Did you see the first Shazam? Yes, I did. It's one of my little boy's favorites. He loves that movie. Uh, My wife thinks it's too violent for him, but you know we disagree. (laughs) I I liked it. I liked. I was surprised how much I liked Shazam. So, and I, I, you know, when I realized what they were going to do with the Jeff Johns version, we have all the kids playing the jam. I was like, oh, God, corny. That being said, it worked great. So I was very, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was like big with superheroes. So I'm very curious to see what they do in the second, especially with that subtitle, Fury of the Gods. Makes me think they're going to get a little darker. Hope not too much. Hmm. I just hope they can start filming before those kids get too old. Yeah, I know. This, they, they, COVID really did a number on, on a lot of properties like this. But, I mean, yeah, because that's one of those things where, like, if you wait too long to do a sequel and the kids are now in their 20s, it's like, well, that's not believable. Now you got to de-age them to kids or hire all new kids? <laughs> you know? Eh, all right. All right. Now, let's move on to the big daddies of the presentation. Um, of course, we got our first... First, we got introduced to the entire cast of The Suicide Squad. God and, damn! <laughs> I love this. And then we got a behind-the-scenes 
first look at the movie and um it's gonna be big i mean how many freaking characters are there there's like 13 or something like that i mean it's a it's a number i mean when you're throwing in weasel and polka dot man <laughs> and javelin javelin and like, like well that's what's cool about the suicide squad is dudes die and i got a hunch a lot of dudes are gonna die well that's the whole point of it though right yeah it is. So, I mean, that's what's cool is there's no, gosh, actually, I take it back. There's one A-list character, and she's surrounded by a bunch of D-list would be, like, kind, calling a lot of these guys that. Yes. They even have Blackguard. Yeah, Blackguard. Blood, Bloodsport. Bloodsport, Bla- too. Yeah, but Blackguard is, like, he, I, I mean, he's not even around that much. He lost to Booster Gold. I mean, lost to Booster Gold. Dude, they have John Cena playing the Peacekeeper. True. True, which is oh. actually good. They have <laughs> Doctor Who playing the Thinker. Yes, which is great casting, too. Yes, Man, yes. I, I will I will say that. Uh, Capaldi as the Thinker, I thought, was brilliant. Um, he's just going to play Doctor Who is what he's going to do. You yeah, know? he's going to – because he was the dick Doctor Who, so he's just going to turn that up. So it's yep. going to be so, great. So what I find interesting is because we had talked about – Oh, maybe John Cena should play U.S. Agent. So we're not going to get him as U.S. U.S. Agent. Same character, but the same character, just the DC version. It's the exact <laughs> same character, like Dick Captain America. Like it's going to be, it's going to be great. Like he's perfectly cast for this. I don't know if he's going to survive. Like I mean, like I'm so, and the fact that it's James Gunn doing this oh, makes no, me he, very excited. He may, he may even like at the end of this, like the only survivors will be like Javelin and Polka Dot. <laughs> <laughs> and Harley Quinn. He ain't going to be allowed to kill Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Harley. they're not allowed, right? Yeah. But, but like, yeah, I mean, that's what Suicide Squad is. I mean, like, the last, the, the last few animated movies with Suicide Squad were brutal. And it was good because that's the Suicide Squad. Right. That's what, that's what John Ostrander really was trying to capture in that book is where you, you fill the book with all these D-list characters and you don't know who was going to make it. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's one of my all-time favorite books. Again, another one of those early post-crisis DC, now DC works is so good. And this, man, watching this trailer, I was like, this is what I wanted in, in 2016. This is, this is it. That's part of the, I mean, there's so many issues with that original Suicide Squad movie, but oh, I yeah. also think that's one of the other main issues is that they put a, quite a few A-list villains in it because they, I guess they were afraid, oh, well, if we put no-name villains in it, no one's going to watch this. Zero then, confidence in the material. But then yep. it's like, you know Deadshot's not going to be killed. You know? Right. You know Harley's you know not going to... Yeah, Will Smith wasn't going to die. So, you know what you do if you have no confidence in the property? You hire the guy that introduced America to Groot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Rocket Raccoon. Like... True. Because people thought he was crazy. Everyone thought that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be crazy. Like, like they're crazy. That's not gonna work. Like that's who's gonna see that movie? The answer was everybody. It had it had the most heart of all of the Marvel movies. Yep, yep. probably my favorite. Probably my favorite Marvel movie. And I want to see. And that's what I wanted from the first Suicide Squad. Because I kept saying, no, this could be Mar. This could be DC's Guardians of the Galaxy, and it wasn't. Mm. But it could but be. It, but it's not going. It can't be because they necessarily a lot of the characters have to die. But I mean, what I mean by that is like the the, uh, the abstract property that people aren't going to think works that that surprises everyone. That's what I mean by that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because uh, this the, the dynamic here is exactly the opposite 
of Guardians of the Galaxy. In Guardians of the Galaxy, the characters have a character arc that swings up and they all begin to work together as a family. Whereas this has to degrade down as they start stabbing each other in the back while they're trying to mm-hmm. not get their brains, their brains blown out by the, the micro bombs because they, they haven't done what they were told. So it's, a, it's, it's, a, it should degrade into like complete anarchy. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, I'm glad they finally put to bed the, uh, Idris Elba was going to take over his Deadshot rumors. Well, I was hoping he'd be Bronze Tiger, but, um, whatever. Hey, it's Idris Elba. It's James Gunn. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I trust that he picked each character specifically to fit into a story he created, so mm. I trust him. Maybe I shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got a second trailer. This is actually how they kicked off DC fandom was with a Wonder Woman panel and a second trailer for Wonder Woman 1984. And the only, oh, good. the only thing oh. that, uh, four year old has decided to join us uh, for cool. the, the wrap up of the podcast. So Wait, what, 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 what does he think about Suicide Squad? <laughs> what do you think about Suicide Squad? What do you think about the Suicide Squad? What's the Suicide Squad? They're a bunch of bad guys. What do you think about that? He don't care. Mm. Um, <laughs> the Mystery Machine Transform. The Mystery Machine Transform. Yeah, buddy, if you're going to be here, you got to be quiet. Um, mm. the, yeah. So we got a new trailer for Wonder Woman 1984. Um, it looks pretty good. It looks good. It does. The, the, the main thing, I think it revealed what uh, Cheetah is going to look like in the movie. Hmm. Kristen Wiig uh, fully transformed by the end. What do we think? Well, is it, gonna, it was. Is it going to be believable? That's my question. Yeah, it's it, it it was it was going to be. It, it's gonna it's gonna depend on how the movie progresses and what the final final. I mean, I they they must have finalized it by now, right? They they finished filming it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was supposed to yeah, come so, out already. Right. So I mean, we only got a couple of really quick looks that should be the final CGI. Um. I, I mean, it depends on how it looks during the movie, right? Whether you can get used to it or not, if there's any Uncanny Valley part of it. Well, I, uh, I have a feeling that's just at the end of the movie anyway, because they kind of they kind of hint at it's like a progression. Like she starts off as the shy, nerdy girl, progresses to like um, becoming more confident, slowly getting powers, and then by the end, she's fully transformed. Yeah, that's my guess is 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 how it works. So. Uh, yeah. I still have I no idea, like, what's going on, what the story is, how Steve Trevor's back. It, it still well, doesn't make sense to me. There's some kind of wish fulfillment thing going on here. Right, but then so is I it wonder, real or what, you know? Well, that's the thing. That's why you begin to wonder whether Tre- Trevor's really back permanently or if it's, you know, like this wish fulfillment thing that's going on. You know, and then, of course, I I did like the little tag at the end when... <laughs> With these, they were trying to dress him for the times, and he had a fanny pack on at first. Oh, the fish out of water story. Oh, has anyone missed the fanny pack? Uh, besides the rock and the parachute pants. The parachute pants. I have a fanny pack. You still have a fanny pack? It's a wrestling thing. Oh, it's an amateur wrestling thing. We we wear fanny packs sometimes. My wife's forbidden me from wearing it in public, but I do. Good woman. I had a satchel when I was like in my twenties. It's a backpack. Uh, you don't have to call it a satchel. 
No, no, it was a satchel. A lot of people thought it was a purse, but it was a satchel. God damn it. <sighs> Does everyone in the 80s parachute? Anyway. Uh. Yeah, I know. That was... Is there a parachute now? <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be worth a lot of j- little jokes, I guess. I don't know. So we shall, we shall see. Um, I mean, I, I'm st- I'm still stoked for it. I really hope we get to see it before the end of the year, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Here's the one I think is going to be a little controversial. We got our first... We got a lot of details about the Snyder Cut, and then we got our... I'm going to turn off my microphone now. We got our first official look uh, with a preview, and um, so so they confirmed. It, it, first off, they confirmed it's going to be four hours broken into four one-hour episodes. How much was cut out of that movie? And then the at one the hour episodes, man. And then right. at the end, they're going to you're going to have the option to stream it all together and watch it as one long movie. So, so you guarantee two months of HBO Max with that. Hmm. Oh yeah, if they do it once a week, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Two months, or you just wait till it's all out and then get get it, and then just watch the four hour. Which is what I'm going to do, but I know what they're trying to make me do. Um, yeah, but it's still HBO Max, so it's still not worth it yet. So 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 um, so what'd you guys think? JD, um, is that so? Uh, I have first of all, um, hmm. hallelujah, the Hallelujah cover by Jeff Buckley. It's one of my all-time favorite songs. It's one of those rare instances where a cover is better than the original, much like All Along the Watchtower, possibly Blinded by the Light, songs that over that you know overshadow their original. I hate this Leonard Cohen song, and I think I hate it because of Watchmen. And <laughs> it does it because it was stupid in Watchmen, and I feel like this is Snyder doubling down here. And when you just look at the imagery, it's a pretty Zack Snyder movie you know his movies look great because he's basically a dp who shouldn't be directing and yeah the soundtrack is stupid stupid (laughs) okay it looks great though like looks looks fantastic but i mean he's fooled me every chance he's had with whether or not it's going to be good i mean like you can dress up a turd any way you want it's still going to be a turd you know i have no faith in this whatsoever well, it's, at least it's going on a, on a streaming service and not in the theater. John? I'm trying to contain my rage. Um, yeah, uh, as, as JD um, said, and we've talked about before, uh, Zack Snyder is a master at the trailer and then putting out a movie that sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, the trailer looks great. Because again, Zack Snyder is really good at coming up with a bunch of scenes and, and a bunch of scenes that you want to see. But as far as stringing them into a coherent story, he has no clue how to do that. He struggles with characters and helping you like understand what a character's motivations and goals are. They just kind of move through the motions or do things because the plot tells them to do. You yeah, know? He just, he doesn't have any understanding of how DC superheroes work. Or yes. Superheroes in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll get that. Cause it, cause it, the DC, well, as far as DC is concerned, these are gods and they're supposed to be dealing with how they're using their powers and how they, they affect the world around them. And there are ties to like Superman's tie to humanity is Lois Lane. Um, the Flash's tie to humanity is Iris West. 
um, you know, they, they, and, and all the other relationships that they've got. And Zack Snyder has none of that in here. It's always, it's always about every, every one of his plots revolves around the superheroes and how, how they interact with each other, not how they interact with the world and, and, and how they feel about that. And of course, that's readily apparent in The Man of Steel, where he kills millions of people in Metropolis. Millions. And, and it, and, and, and there's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It has no effect on the storyline because Zack Snyder has no concept of how people would feel about that. <laughs> he, he doesn't care about that. He wants to give you Superman punching somebody through the air or, or, or whatever. He doesn't, he doesn't give a damn or, or about like the effect on the world and, 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 like transferring that feeling to us as the as the watchers. So yeah, I mean I'm I did this I I will admit again, like JD, I the, the trailer got me excited. Um the fact that there's four hours, cool. Some of the scenes that I hadn't seen before sounded pretty good. But it's Zack Snyder and in the end we already know that some of the stuff that he added into the original movie, like the the role the mother boxes played and, and, you know, the look of, of some of the, the bad guys is just not, it just has nothing to do with the original comics or whatever. And it doesn't make any real sense in the movie. So, you know, I'll, I'll probably, I'll, I'll do what JD's going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to get HBO max once it's all out as one long movie, I'll watch it and then I'll just, and then I'll probably skip HBO max again. I, so I uh, think we, I should disagree with that, John. I think we should all get it for the time and we should review every episode. Like that should be a gimmick when this thing is going on. Cause I mean, let's no. be honest. We're running a business here. We need hits. We need downloads. I could do that. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to make a prediction here. I think you guys might eat your words. Get I, the heck out no. of here. So, no, so there's two, there's, because number one, have you guys ever watched the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman? No. I hated the first one. Why would I watch long? Why would I do it to myself longer? Because it <laughs> it fills in all the gaps that hurt the movie in the first release. Like explains the uh, not the Joker, uh, Luther's motivations more and what he actually was doing behind the scenes. It doesn't change the fact that Luther is magically knowing all this all this stuff, like the secret identities of everybody, and he's acting le- more like the Joker than Luther. But again, it explains all of that in the. Does it explain his fetish with with uh, the small candies, whatever they are, the jawbreakers or whatever? Does it fix the Martha thing? Yeah, the Martha thing. No, it thing. doesn't no. fix the Martha thing. Martha. Or how how useless Lois Lane is. I've heard. I've heard. Um, I've Martha. heard from a lot of people that the the ultimate version is way better than the theatrical version. Well, I'm sure um, it is. I'm, I can't be worse. And I think. That's a <laughs> I honestly feel like. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that this is going to be the greatest superhero movie ever made, but number one. Don't even go there. Endgame's a thing. Come on. No, I'm not saying, I'm saying it's going to be a thousand times better than the theatrical version. A thousand times. I I think think so. I think your decimal points off there by like four. Because (laughs) I think, I I think a lot of stuff was retooled and changed um, to fit. Whedon's ideas and it was. and but, 
I, you know, but back to what back to what JD has said. Yeah, uh, they they may have cut a lot, a lot of stuff, and of course, there's a lot shot. of discordant um, th- themes with with Joss Whedon's stuff being inter- interspersed with it. But giving us like the pure stuff is still pure shit. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I, I get it. Like you had to re- again, you have to shoot seventy percent. Director has to shoot seventy percent of the movie to have a DGA credit. So they reshot a lot of that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't not saying it's going to be worse because I thought the 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 Whedon Justice League was very mediocre. Yeah, I'm like, not. I'm not going to miss Flash lying on Wonder Woman. Yeah, right? I mean, like that was weird. I, I'm not. That's I just tough. based based on my relationship with his other two, three really DC property films. I'm just not excited because I saw what he did with Watchmen. Like I saw what he did with Man of Steel and with Batman v Superman. Like it's not going to be what I like about a superhero movie, but I'm going to watch all four of them. I'm going to go in mind with like, Hey, I'm going to watch this and I'm a, I'm going to give it as fair a shot as I possibly can. But you know, well, I, yeah, uh, I just don't think you guys are going to, well, at least not John. It's going to go in with an open mind. I think you're going to go in ready to hate it. John goes into everything ready to hate it. So oh, I mean, like, that's true. Not, that is not, that's on brand for, for John O'Grady. I, I am a curmudgeon. So professionally. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm excited. I, I like the idea that dark side's actually going to be in it. Dark side looks stupid too, by the way. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think that's the final. I think they just. Oh, I saw Desaad. When does he get too. a final? When does, I did see Desaad. That's pretty cool. When do we get a fight? How many? What is it going to be? He's not going to final. Put, he's not going to put out all that effort into making um, Steppenwolf look good and let Darkseid look like an idiot. You but it's your opening. It's your opening shot of your trailer. Like that's my guess is they have. Moment. My guess know. is they haven't finished the Darkseid stuff yet. That's the most finished thing they had, and he wanted to people to know that yes, Darkseid's going to be in this, so that's why they included that. Yeah, I get that, which he should be. I get that, but at the same time, eh. I mean, come on, the Hall of Justice destroyed. Come on, that was that was epic. Yes, it was. He cut the train. Enterprise has been destroyed so many times already. Come on, that, that is true. This no, is I mean, Zach, Zack Snyder cuts great trailers. Every single one. That Man of Steel trailer with. The Grant Morrison words, like, touched my soul. And the movie, like, was, you know, nihilistic garbage. Like, and the Batman v Superman trailer, like, you know, it was a great trailer. The movie, again, it was like, oh, okay, guys drinking pee. Like, I don't know, man. It just, he yeah, had Warshak be like the hero of Watchmen. Like, just, it just, I don't. And, and that, that, but there's, and there's the thing. There it is again. That's Zack Snyder. Yeah. The Hall of Justice destroyed. Okay. Great. How do we feel about that? We don't. Why? A, because it hasn't never built for more than this right. one movie. It hasn't stood period. We never had a Hall of Justice. Right. This is Justice League, not Justice so, League 3. Because there's yeah. because there's time travel in the movie, guys. Come on, the Flash is in it. Well, yeah. I get that. But I mean, yeah, like, it again, doesn't, it doesn't matter. If, it, if we had seen the Hall of Justice for the last, like, six movies and we, like, you know... And and they built up a story around it, and and we saw you know all these movies set inside it as a set piece, and you know we were used to seeing it, and then it got destroyed. Okay, but again, Snyder giving you a really neat scene that means nothing in context. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I, because the whole thing I is, I really feel like he was setting up threads in Batman v Superman, and then he was going to try to set them up even more in. 
this movie and they all oh, got sure. cut by Whedon. Yes, I agree with that. So. I agree with that. I don't know if they're going to be good, though. I don't know if they're good threats. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we're going to review it. And if I'm wrong, I'll eat my words and say, man, I was wrong. You know, Zack Snyder was the guy for it. Turn out all you need to do is have a bunch of people harass dudes on social media for three years. And you <laughs> like, if, you, if you watch the panel, that was very interesting. That whole thing was very interesting because he didn't it wasn't him. It was the fans. Now, oh, well, yeah. yeah, but the super fans were like, did that one one that one um woman like basically proposed marriage to <laughs> it's like they're they're they they're super fans and then there are like you know people that should be on watch lists sociopaths <laughs> but, yeah but like yeah i mean it was so it's so weird there were stalkers come on there was like they they had events at different comic cons to promote this idea that it was it like it wasn't just a hashtag on social media like no. they were out in the physical world no, like, that's true. Like they're they're committed to the crazy. I will never ever discount the power that that Zack Snyder has over his fans. And that they are super loyal. And that was the argue. whole thing. Like that that's why he like would every once in a while just release something that was cut from the movie on social media, like little bits here and there, just to be like, ah, you never got to see this, just to fuel them more. I will say that. Like I think. And we. And we wonder why everyone at Time Warner got fired. Like they had basically a complete movie that they yep. scrapped and reshot. Like that's all. And they didn't make the money. Like no wonder everyone got fired. Like this is, they should have just stuck with Zack Snyder's version, put the damn thing out and this wouldn't even be a thing. And then we'd have nothing for HBO Max. They'd still be failing. But it's right. just the way Warner, the way Warner has just, Warner Media now, just pisses money away is astounding. Yeah. Um, but they will get my uh, two months worth of HBO Max subscription. So, And they're going to get a, a movie ticket price out of you for this next one. I guarantee it. Uh, we got our first official look at the Batman. Um, you damn straight. We had been saying we had been saying for months, we're going to hold judgment until we see a preview. And I didn't think they had enough footage to do a preview, but apparently they did. That's like the whole movie, I think. That's, what they, that's literally the, everything they got in the can. Yeah, they said they're only 38% done filming. Oh, they so, look great. So that means that that's just a very small titular piece of it. So, um. Alright, I know Old Man O'Grady over there is seating in the corner. We'll let you go first, John. Why do you hate this movie? John? I, thanks, thanks. It's like, John, is this the worst movie ever or the worstest movie ever? Yes. And then, and then um, you took that big dramatic pause and we were like, ooh, did he have a coronary? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> No, I was, I was popping more lithium pills from, from my heart. Um, <laughs> cause, you know, you have to get properly enraged for this kind of thing. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, okay, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. Like, again, there wasn't much, like you said, but, um, okay, I can do without the emo, um, you know, like, okay, we know Batman's tortured, but he, he was, he, he the whole character isn't how tortured he is, really. It's about him and, quote unquote, the mission. Right. So he doesn't go around looking like a, a, a puppy that's just been kicked all the time. Um, the other but the but I will say this, though, that was a great fight scene. Yes, and that's was. the way Batman should be able to fight. like the only other person who's come close to that is the, the last Batman like Batfleck, because 
um, the way Batman should be is he should walk up to somebody and immediately lay them out. There should be like he's supposed to be not proficient, an expert in every single martial art. There should be like nobody who comes close to him. He should be able to walk through just about anybody. So that was that was that was a great fight scene. And if he continues that through the whole movie, eh, okay, I'll take it. Um, but I'm not sure about the the you know the dark emo crap. I mean, so I'm two, getting sick of this dark emo crap. Two things: one, um, no cuts in that fight sequence, which is really cool. Right. Like, normally, yes. You don't see that too much in filmmakers. Like that's that's old, like 70s filmmaking. I'm very excited to see. Well, that. it's 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 John Wick. I mean, yeah. they're bringing it back because of John Wick. Because yeah. everybody's like, it, oh, that can be done. <laughs> it works. It reminded me of uh the Netflix Daredevil. They did a lot of stuff like that too. Yes. Like they let yes. the fight choreography carry it rather than what's been big for the last 20 years and just been cut, 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 cut. Like this is good. I'm very excited about this too. Yeah. Emo isn't a thing anymore. Like right. that's like, that's an outdated term. It's a dude with long hair who was young and still dealing with his parents being dead. We're talking about a guy who dresses like a bat. Okay. But he's a tortured soul. I mean, listen, yeah, yeah, but the thing is that the whole part, the whole point of Batman is he doesn't go around going, Oh, my parents. I mean, they use that to, I, to I, make fun I, of him, but for the most part, it's about the mission. Right. But how do you know this isn't about John, the mission? Because they had that I, one I don't, shot. I don't know. It's just, it, I, yes, I know. It's just one shot. So I, I'll reserve judgment. I'm just saying that I'm hoping that that isn't like, you know, every other, every other uh, shot of uh, up close of him is him brooding like that. It's just, or, but I mean, Batman broods. Like, Batman is the most, that's his thing. Like, he's broody. No, I, I he's can't calculating. Believe... He's, oh my God. He's, he's driven, but he doesn't sit there and like be on the verge of crying all the time. <laughs> So, but again, so, that's an out of context shot that you're like. I, I know. All this hey, you wanted you wanted me to so come funny. up with something. I, no come, idea. I came up with something. I can't believe how angry I am right now because John <laughs> is going to make me defend Robert Patterson. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think you get the story that they're telling in this movie. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be year two. It's year still, two. Like, right. So. You're and people are with, still like thinking he's bad. Or, as know. as 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 JD was saying, you're dealing with someone who's an angry young man in his twenties who's still dealing with the death of his parents, and I think they illustrated it in that fight scene perfectly because the guy was down and he jumped on him and hit him a couple more times. Batman, the Batman we know, the experienced Batman wouldn't do that because you're leaving yourself open for those other guys to jump you. Exactly. Right. And he's supposed to still be, he's, he's supposed to be a genius. Um, no, he's a genius but, at 25, man. He's well, yeah, a, I, no I, one, I know. And, and he's and, still, and, ang- he's dealing with point, his anger. That's the point. And, and we never, your point is right. I, I take your point. And, and that, you're, I forgot the context of this being your two. So. And the thing is, we never really seen, like, we did get Batman Begins, but even there, he was, he's still, holds together a little bit. That's actually a theme in the movie. But, like, we've never seen Batman still coping with his rage and not doing a great job of it. So that's a great, unique interpretation of the character that we haven't seen before. I'm excited by that. Right, and the fact that, like, um, oh, God, I can't think of the director. Um, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, like, like he when they were talking to him in the in the interview, and it's like, it's he's like, I wanted to illustrate, like, He's still trying to do stuff on his own. Um, like if you look at the cow, there's gashes in it that, that have been re-sewn and that's on purpose to say like, 
he's going out and he's not perfect yet. He still makes mistakes. He, <laughs> he still gets hit. And, um, you know, he go, he has to keep fixing his costume. Like, like that's the whole point. That's this, this is the Batman yeah. we're getting here. Now, by the third movie, because it's supposed to be a trilogy, I'm sure he'll be, you know, the perfect, uh, Batman. I also love. Hopefully, the- hopefully by then he hasn't had his leg and his back broken. And, but he you know, probably could- has had his leg and back broken. That's Batman. But, uh. I would like, yeah, but I want to see a trilogy where it builds up to him being, the you know the ultimate Batman that we all that. expect you know I agree with that we got kind of cop like Nolan really Nolan really cheated us out of a bunch of great Batman moments yeah in that. I was I gonna say that. and then I really hope um that they're using the Riddler to show the detective side of Batman yes it seems that way it seems like David Fincher's Batman you know and right and like that's something that we've been missing like again they didn't show Christian Bale wasn't being a detective like they showed him figuring stuff out but, but he wasn't right. but he also you like used a lot of gadgets to do things yeah. and and you know hacked computers and stuff and it's just like okay but i want to see him like figure out a mystery you know? yeah see, those see, movies go ahead well it just 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 interject like i the problem i think part of the problem is that dc and the uh the studios are looking at this as a cinematic thing. Uh, and, and for, you know, they want fight scenes, they want gadgets, they want explosions, but we know that genius can be done well on screen too, because look at the Sherlock series. So if they could just take a hint of Benedict Cumberbatch and sprinkle it in this <laughs> movie, in this, in this Batman movie and show us, you know, like Batman actually chasing somebody down, getting getting information, not just by punching people in the face, but with guile and and purpose and and, you know, and planning that would be I think I think fans would love that. I think that's kind of closer to what we're going to be getting this time around. Like we're going to get a lot of punching, but it seems like Warner has let the uh, the reins off a little bit. This multiverse thing gives people and filmmakers, I mean, room to kind of tell a different story right so yeah because because he's also supposed to be a master of disguise so we should be able to see him in disguises he should be yeah walking. I mean, there should be a lot of stuff there's so many possibilities yeah but they didn't even really do it in the comics anymore like when's the last time we saw matches malone do anything in a batman comic oh you god know? yeah they think they've forgotten about him really but that's what i'm saying like they never play that up but i do want to see i do want to see him being more detective the nolan movies are more like crime noirs more so than mysteries Right, and this seems like it's going to be steering into the mystery element of it. I'm right. excited. Yeah, no, definitely, and uh, I think it's definitely. I think it's going to have. Uh, from what I, what I'm gathering from this preview, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's definitely going to have a more brutal, like '70s cop, uh, movie feel to it. Sure, seems like it. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, you know, uh, so we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out as soon as it comes out. I'm well, we're gonna do it for the podcast, so you guys don't have a choice either. Um, Thanks. I'm good. I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that was DC fandom. Uh, I don't know if that's gonna become an annual thing for DC going forward, but uh, I could see it being like their what is what's Disney's E3? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, could see them doing that. I mean, that was like that was a Comic Con's worth of announcements. That they it was pretty good. Eight hours, so 
Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, they did a good job. They did a good job repairing their image too, after the beating they took last month. Yeah, I mean the only thing that one like we didn't even get to. Uh, they talked somewhat about the next season of of Flash and whatnot, but um, they don't even really know what's going on yet. So hmm. It wasn't really worth talking about. So yeah, so Swamp uh, Thing's moving to CW. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Swamp Thing is back. To the oh, CW. I am so happy about that. So, and and now you know you why why bother calling it the CW? Why don't you call it like CW DC or something like? It really they, should be like the DC Network or something like that. I, I mean, can you imagine the crossover they could do next? <laughs> with with now they've got Star Girl and Swamp Thing. Well, they're in their own universes right now, so we'll see. Well, yeah, diverse. sure. They said that about uh, Black Lightning too, but now he's pulled in as well. Multiverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything's possible. So. We'll turn it Hell, over. They, they pulled. They pulled. It, they pulled in Flash from the movies for crying out loud. We'll, we'll turn it over to you, the fans, and uh, and you guys let us know. Um, you know, even more. What did you think of DC fandom? What did you like? What didn't you like? So uh, let's wrap it up. We got any uh, recommendations for our listeners out there? JD, the Harvest Moon Kickstarter <laughs> has 25 days left. So uh, we're 30, we're 300% funded, but we're still trying to get this book in good people's hands. So come on out, support, become a victim of a werewolf, own a beautiful piece of gory art, lots of stuff. Um, I'm pushing hard. I'm about to watch Lovecraft County tonight, so I'll let you know how I think of that. Do, do, Make that up next week. Do you only want it in good people's hands, or do you mind if bad people have it too? Bad people can buy it, but I'm not going to tell people they're bad if they're going to spend money. Oh, this is hmm. true. This is true. <laughs> John, you got any recommendations for the fans? Well, yes. Uh, speaking as a victim myself, if you would like to be eaten by a werewolf um, or have your face ripped off and wearing his mask or uh, however, you know, violently violated by a werewolf, um, go to there's JD's no, Kickstarter. Oh, there's, there's no violation of a werewolf. That's not the kind of story we're telling. That is a subgenre <laughs> oh, oh, on Amazon oh, okay. and I'm not participating in that. That, that, that. that is a much more lucrative subgenre, though. <laughs> I think you're probably right, but it's not my thing. Um, but yes, go go to JD's Kickstarter and uh, and sign up. <laughs> really, you're just gonna shell for uh, JD? Yes, Thanks, man, yes. I appreciate it. Uh, well, I will recommend that you go over to superherospeak.com, where you can find the podcast every week, and of course, you can find comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. There's a couple more in my queue that will be up shortly, and um, I actually was watching something before I haven't watched this channel in a while. I was watching it before we recorded tonight. Um uh what's it called? Uh Toy Galaxy. What's that? On, oh, it's on YouTube. And the uh they do that's all about collecting action figures and the toy industry and the history of whatnot. And I learned something interesting that I did not know before. Auto Man. They talked about Auto Man, and this and this was a recent video. Nice. And did you know Auto Man was created by one of the producers from Tron? That does not surprise me at all, considering they're almost basically and the in same. In fact, look. Auto Man was supposed to be a I forget how they put it, but like a spiritual continuation of Tron. Mm-hmm. Like they are supposed to be connected. So, but the show got canceled well, before they could ever explore that. Well, yeah, they both had cursor. I mean, like they, they, they're, they it uh-huh. was basically the same story, and they just, you know, of course, licensing and crap. 
So, yes. And then, of course, they also had a, a video that just came out about how uh, the toy industry is dead. So um, I love this channel. I think you guys should check it out. And, uh, and then while you're at it, head on over to Kickstarter. Look up Harvest Moon. Thanks, Steve. Throw some shekels at our good friend JD, because you know he's got a he's got a, a a lovely four year old to feed. Um, he's got uh, friends to kill. He's a busy man, and he needs your help. I, I need to kill more friends. So, <laughs> so be his friend and let him kill you. <laughs> killing, killing me softly. <laughs> On that note, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> As always. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. Don't let your cape get caught in the door. Have a good week.